Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Episode 3 From San Bernardino to Albuquerque. It's an absolutely stunning morning with a clear blue sky. We're in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico, but I'm still getting 4G reception on my phone. In the distance I can see some other hills, mountains, but with a little bit of snow still on the top of them. During the night we passed through a number of stations. We went through Victorville, located on the southern edge of the Mojave Desert. Victorville in California was famous because the first two drafts of Cities and Cain were written there. The desert that we went through in the dark overnight was named after the Mojave tribe of Native Americans and is known locally as the High Desert. It occupies a significant portion of Southern California and also three other states. Its boundaries are generally defined by the presence of Joshua trees and its climate varies between bitterly cold and intensely hot with high and low elevations ranging between 12,000 feet and 282 feet below sea level in Death Valley. The station was used by 7,300 passengers in 2013. We then went through Barstow, which was settled in the late 1840s. The town was named after the railway magnate William Barstow Strong, who owned the Santa Fe Railroad. It's the site of a large rail classification yard and belongs to the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. The station itself opened in 1911 and was used by 3,500 Amtrak passengers in 2017. I was asleep but woke up when we reached our last stop at Needles in California. It was really well past my bedtime. Needles occupies the west bank of the Colorado River in the Mojave Valley and straddles the California-Arizona border. The town's unusual name is derived from a group of pointed rocks on the Arizona side of the river at the south end of the valley. Like Death Valley, the town is noted for its extreme summer heat, at times recording the highest temperatures in the world. The station opened in 1908 and was used by nearly 9,200 passengers in 2017. We crossed the California-Arizona state line and the Colorado River is a major and in some cases life-sustaining source of water for people in the arid southwest. A number of cities including Los Angeles, Las Vegas, San Bernardino, San Diego, Phoenix and Tucson have aqueducts leading back to the Colorado. I was sound asleep when, nearly 400 miles into our journey, we reached Kingman in the early hours of the morning. The town is best known as a gateway to the gambling destinations of Las Vegas and Lachlan, as well as its proximity to the Grand Canyon and Lake Mead National Recreation Area. 
Kingman is also a stop on the annual Run Run, a classic car drive across parts of the old Route 66. The station opened in 1907 and was used by nearly 10,000 passengers in 2017. After Kingman, we pass Williams Junction, where the train used to stop. That service ended on the 1st of January 2018. The town is near the south rim of the Grand Canyon National Park. Williams went down in history as being the last town to have its section of Route 66 bypassed by Interstate 40. That was in 1984. A little after 4am we got to Flagstaff. It lies near the southwestern edge of the Colorado Plateau, alongside the largest contiguous Penderosa pine forest in the continental United States. It was originally a lumber, ranching and railway town and is now an important distribution hub with a strong tourism sector. The station, first opened in 1926, was used by 40,800 passengers last year. An hour on from Flagstaff, we went through Winslow, situated on one of the busiest railway lines in the United States with more than 100 freight trains a day. Passenger numbers, though, are smaller at nearly 5,100 in 2015. The town became famous because of the 1972 song Take It Easy by the Eagles. A park, statue and mural commemorate the tune, which includes the line I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. I woke up to a beautiful sunrise this morning, just as breakfast service was starting at half past six. By the time I was having breakfast, we were crossing the Arizona-New Mexico state line and we reached Gallup, a town founded in 1891 as a railhead for the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad. Gallup is situated in the heart of Native American lands. It has been a forerunner in racial diversity and civil rights issues for a long time and is said to be home to more millionaires per capita than any other town in the US. Sadly, few of those millionaires appear to take the train as the station opened in 1918 was used by only 16,400 passengers in 2015. I'm sat with Rita from Indiana, and she's a school teacher. Rita, tell me about your school. My school is a middle school, sixth grade science teacher in Bedford, Indiana. And prior to that, I've been traveling as a nurse and working in various cities. On the train, I've been to Phoenix, Arizona, to visit my daughter who lives there. And I'm on my way back to Indiana now. Did you travel out on the train as well? I did. I'm traveling with my mother, and we got on the train in Kansas City, Missouri. We were supposed to get on in St. Louis, but the rivers flooded. The Missouri rivers flooded, and the train is canceled, so we drove to Kansas City. Now, you were telling me that you'd had a DNA test, and you found that some of your relatives, though you, don't, you haven't met them yet, come from various parts of the world so which were the most interesting to find? Well uh, primarily I'm British and I have according to this report I have many relatives in London which I have not met and as well as all over the United States many in Texas I have not met 
and we know who some of them were. There was a McMillan who came over to Canada and then into Colorado. Great, great grandmother. I know her name was Elizabeth McMillan, so um, I have these names. So her relatives may still be over in your area. Are you enjoying your train journey? I like the train. It's relaxing because we can do what we're doing, talk to and meet many people. We can get up and walk around and you have room and I like it. Because a lot of Americans never travel by train. That's right. Well, one obstacle is in our town, which is Bloomington, Indiana, there's not a passenger train hardly any trains at all. They've removed them all and made them hiking trails, but we have to travel or rent a car to get on a train, so people in our area don't ride trains at all, most never have. And, well, years ago we had a train to Chicago, but that's been gone for 40 years probably. So people don't think about traveling in Indiana on a train, but as I did this once before, I realized that many people in the West travel on a train. I was very surprised to see that. You said you're a teacher. What sciences do you teach? Well, anything applied to the sixth grade level, so it covers every subject, life, science, and all the aspects of biology and earth science and we cover everything plants and planets and it's interesting thank you very much it's been lovely to talk to you good morning ladies and gentlemen the dining car is now closed for breakfast service train's making good progress we're passing through an area where quite a few people live when I say quite a few, maybe a hundred people, but it's at least got population. But I'm not quite sure what it is they must do for their work because there's definitely no agriculture that I can see out here. It is in fact a very scrubby area, magnificent in its way, with little streams and rivers and I would imagine can get flooded quite easily. I imagine the place that we're passing could almost be somewhere in the middle of nowhere. It's quite interesting that on the hills there seem to be some tanks or silos, and I'm not quite sure what they are. Maybe it's some raw material that they're getting out of the soil. I'm told that the area we're travelling through is volcanic, or was volcanic, because of course that was many millions of years ago. They're making good progress, though. The train has slowed down a bit at this moment. They've got one problem. Somebody's put something down one of the toilets and a whole carriage's restrooms are now out of service. As we travel along through this desolate area... Okay, there's a road a couple of hundred yards away, but it is amazing how much rubbish there is. Plastic bags, bits of plastic, some clinging to the shrubbery. 
it just shows you how damaged our environment has got. Because to be honest, to get rubbish here, to dump it here, would take an awful lot of effort. We've come to a stop, I would think about half an hour, 40 minutes from Albuquerque. We're waiting for some heavy freight traffic to move off in front of us. Hopefully the stop won't be for very long. On our journey through the desert, we passed Grants, founded as a railway town. It prospered as a result of nearby logging operations, but after the decline of logging, it gained fame as a carrot capital. The Kneeling Nun is a large columnar rock monolith that represents a praying nun. Legend has it that she shared a forbidden love with a handsome soldier and was turned to stone for abandoning her vows. She overlooks the Santa Rita open pit copper mine. As we're nearing Albuquerque, the countryside has certainly changed. We've passed agricultural land, lots of trees, and now we're into areas of housing. The desert has gone for a bit and humanity is approaching. We're making good speed, but we are running late, so probably our stop at Albuquerque won't be the normal 25 minutes, but will be somewhat truncated to be as quick as they can get the passengers loaded. I'm sat here with Ginger and we're going through this beautiful countryside, rather dry but magnificent in its desolate way. Ginger is leading a party, I would think, of students. 35 of us. 35 of okay. students who are going to Albuquerque. So, right, you gentlemen, at this time, if you're in the coach cars, I will make my way through to offer lunch reservations. I'll go through both of the coach cars first, and then I will lastly go through the lounge car. So you're here with these students, and you're going to Albuquerque for what? for their Southwest District Convention. And what they do, there's over 500 key clubbers from the whole Southwest District, from Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, that come together once a year to celebrate all of their things they have done for community service. Like, they make scrapbooks, they do public speaking, they do impromptu speeches, they've made posters, videos of all the events they've done all year. So we're celebrating Key Club. And what is Key Club? community service organization so we do um, a lot with you have the Rotarians at the adult version and then we have the Kiwanis club that are the adults and so we work with Kiwanis and do a community service in the area for our home school and communities whoever needs help is what we do go try to help them raise money to help for Salvation Army we've done toys for tots done several of them and are you a teacher or...? Yes, I'm a special education teacher and a key club advisor. So what does a special education teacher do? So I work with students that have math disabilities. And so they're in a classroom about seven, five to seven kids. And I spend more time with them learning the basics of algebra, simple algebraic expressions to get them to understand how this really works in the real world and go from there. You got on the train, you said, about 9 o'clock last night? We left the high school at 9. We got to the train station at 11. The train was late. So we think, what time did we finally get on the train? I think 1.30? I don't know, 1, 1 1.30? And we're still going at it until whatever time tonight. <laughs> Where did you get on? In Needles, California. 
uh, I woke up in Needles, California. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the edge of California, isn't it? Yes, it is, right on the Arizona-California border. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you're going to Albuquerque? Yes, Albuquerque, New Mexico, to do our district convention. Mm-hmm. Have you accompanied the trip before or is this your first time? I've been their advisor for the past four years so we have gone to Texas, we've gone to Phoenix and then when we go to our international they bring about a thousand students together in the summer and we've gone to Chicago, Georgia, Texas, this year we're going to Baltimore. So yeah I've been to several of these with a kid. (laughs) Do you work with the same group of kids or is it different people each year? Um... From a, I would say about half are ones that are regular. They start their freshman year and will stay in till their senior year at high school, and then the new group comes in. So about every two years, I get a huge new group turnover. Do you enjoy traveling by train? This has been an experience. This is really neat. It would have been neat to see it in the daylight. So far, it's been good. <laughs> in this country, most people seem to travel by plane from city to city, and I just think it's lovely to be able to see the countryside. I do too, and the kids get to see a lot of things they never would have seen. They've got to go on a train and never would have experienced this, especially coming from Lake Havasu City. We have nothing. (laughs) Lake Havasu City, tell me about it. So, Lake Havasu City was created by Robert McCulloch, the one that did Disneyland, actually. And we actually have the London Bridge. The original London Bridge brought over brick by brick. That's our famous thing. And that's where all of us go and hang out and have good lunches. And there's lots of good places to eat. I don't know, it's just a small town. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything else. It's very interesting because I remember when I was a child, I went to a meeting, or I was taken to a meeting of the what is called the Court of Common Council, which is the governing body of the City of London, as opposed to London. Okay. The City of London is a very small part of London. It's about it's known as the square mile, and that's where traditionally the financial district was. And at that meeting, because a friend of mine's father was a member of the Court of Common Council, was the meeting where they were passing building the new London Bridge because they'd found somebody to buy the old one. That was us! That was us! And we have it there and people come from everywhere to see it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's amazing. What a coincidence. It is. What a coincidence. It's amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm on the platform in Albuquerque. First time I've been off the train since we left Los Angeles. It's an absolutely beautiful day here in New Mexico. Lots of people getting off, including all those students off to their convention. There's a little stall across the track selling local souvenirs. So apart from those getting off and getting on the train here in Albuquerque, we've also got everybody who has got off just to have a breath of air or for those who smoke, a smoke break. There are people having lunch in the dining car, the first sitting, and at the same time there's an oil tanker on the platform feeding the locomotives. So the Southwest Chief is having its food so that it can carry on for the next few hundred miles. 
We'll be boarding again in a few minutes to get on our way through the rest of New Mexico and onwards. Dining car, if you have a 1230 reservation, 1230, please make your way to the dining car. Please wait to be seated by a uniformed attendant at the entrance to the dining car. Once again, we practice community seating, which means we seat four people per table. So if you have three or less in your party, you will be able to meet another Amtrak passenger. Also, your meals are included in your meal package if you're in the sleeping cars. If you're in the coach cars, you will have to pay by either cash or credit card or debit card. So once again, 12.30, first call. As we've set off out of the station, kind of on the platform in the opposite direction was the oil tanker slowly gathering speed as we leave the station here in Albuquerque. Jane in the cafe, just like to welcome those on board who have just joined us. Cafe is open and serving. We're located on the lower level of the observation park, in between the dining car and the coaches. We do ask in the cafe, you bring no personal food, no personal drinks or baggage. It's allowed downstairs in the cafe. You can consume your own personal food and your own soft drink upstairs in the above lounge or at your seat. Before walking about the train, make sure you put your shoes on. It's a must. We don't want you to lose your little toes in between the cars there. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, cafes open and serving welcome aboard. We're about 45 minutes late as we depart from Albuquerque. I wonder if we'll pick up some time before our next stop. We're going through one of those lovely railway downtown Vista routes. Well, sadly, the town looks a little bit shabby, but then, of course, this part of town grew up amongst the railway. A lot of businesses next to the railway, and that was a long time ago. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of the Amtrak Southwest Chief for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks. Thank you.